you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 134 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. Let's talk about the combine, the upcoming draft. It is the season for those things. Oscar season has come and gone. Let's talk about it all with the man seated to my immediate right, returning after a week away for vacation or because he was in physical disrepair from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Don't forget sure. laziness, too. That's is that, oh, is that, was that's, that the, that's part of it, too. But you know what? I got a little fire lit under me because Ryan Clark was so good on the show last week. I was afraid of being Drew Bledsoe out of a spot mm-hmm. that I was going to end up in, like, Yo- Logan, Utah, talking, you know, breaking down the Utah State Aggies, talking about Chris Cooley. All Merlin Olson. I don't know what else goes on in Logan. They've got a good basketball team, too, I guess. Well, listen, Ryan Clark, if you missed episode 133 of the program, I encourage you, nay, demand that you go back and listen to it. Really uh, a great guy in the sense that he has a great sense of humor, but he also shoots from the hip, not unlike one of our old pals here from the from the podcast from last year was Steve Smith of the Panthers. We talked to him a lot. Ryan Clark, though, delightful. I, I got to say, top five interviews in the NFL, I think. Uh, the, like I say, the combination of not spe- not pulling any punches and then also uh, being a pretty funny guy. So go back and listen to that. It was an extended interview, especially for... Steelers fans or Steelers haters, I think uh, both will get something out of that interview because things are rough right now on the banks of the Three Rivers for uh, for those Pittsburgh Steelers. So and go back and listen time, to that. And as a big time Steelers fan, I appreciated it. Don't start with that jive. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I won't indulge that jive. Rank is possibly courting a new NFL team. He's, he may throw it out there. But the Steelers are off the board. You're not allowed to claim a team that has six rings as your new favorite football team. Don't be a front runner. That is even pushing them further up the board. They're rocketing up the board. Your dismissal, the more – it's one of those things. It's like when you're going to have this situation with your kids as they get older. And when your your daughter gets into the dating pool, you're going to be like, hey, you will not spend time with that young man. That will only make her want to spend more time with that young man. You got to ah, learn these things. Uh, you're right about that. Yes, you so, should be encouraging me. See, you you could turn. So you're me comparing on. yourself to uh, to a four year old girl. In yeah, other words, the teenage version of that. Oh, much better. Much Probably better. more accurate. All right, very good. All right, uh, we're not alone here, Rank, as you can plainly see. As long as your eyeballs weren't. Uh, taken away from you the 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 gift of sight wasn't taken away from you still got by it whatever horrible 
illness I've, I've, you know struck what? you last I've week. noticed, too, that your, uh, your button-down shirt is not tucked in. Yeah, I was thinking about going button-down uh, or always tucking in my button-downs uh, every time, but I think yes. it's circumstantial. I've, I've realized there's some rules, there's some properties that go along with that. I can't always be tucked in if um, if I am wearing my Chuck Taylors. It looks okay. weird to be tucked in. So, All right. You see? Is that a corduroy shirt, by the way? No, it's not a corduroy oh. shirt, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't not wear it. All right, let's say hello to the other people here in Studio 66. A man who on Sunday spent his time out on Hollywood Boulevard in between the Dolby Theater, used to be the Kodak Theater, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and uh, talking to celebrities and such with Baltimore Raven safety Ed Reed from around the league. It's Dan Hanzoos. Hands Zeus and Mr. Fancy Pants. The Flames need NFL news, and here's their chance. It's ATL around the league. Light a flame, boys. Pigskin's hot tonight. Burn, baby, burn. How you doing, Dave? Adam? It was very fun hanging out with Ed Reed. What happened? Uh, he is... Uh, Basically, Rich Eisen podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is is he a friend of the show, the podcast, or is it an he enemy? Is. He Here is. At Studio I call him a friend. Yeah, at Studio yeah. 66, we open the doors for everybody, be it the ATL Debate Club, the Eisen podcast, the Fantasy Show, and, and the Draft Tracker and all the great you know podcasts. They're all friends. Well, that's interesting. They're part of the Dave The Debate Damashek. Club is not really even in that realm, uh, but you guys were talking Eisen and Damashek. Those are the heavy hitters of the podcast yes. nation here. Definitely. So I didn't know bringing it up was talking out of school or whatever. So wait, so you're out there with Ed Reed and you kibitz with all manner of celebrity. Yes, we originally actually, uh, Rich had gotten Gronk to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not sure exactly why, but he was forced to cancel late. And um, through good luck, Ed Reed was available. And he was a very interesting guy to spend five hours with. He's he's a good dude. He's laid back. Um, he's a big Halle Berry fan. Uh so it was, it was fun watching him I don't him need interact. his bio. What did he yeah, ask we, him? We understand who he is. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't Gronk do it? I don't know. I don't know. They wouldn't allow booze? He had to keep his shirt on? Well, was, it just seems like a all, lot of things going on. All the questions him. might be why he wasn't there. But uh, Reed, Reed basically, whoever came – I'm not saying Reed knew a lot of who these people were. I didn't get the feeling that he's a, a real a cinephile – unless they're golf movies. He seemed to have a real deep knowledge of golf films. Like he didn't know who uh, – who Charlize Theron was, he couldn't place it. And then his buddy that was with him, this guy Glenn, was like, Legend of Bagger Vance. And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. And then, the Italian job. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then a little later on, Don Johnson rolls by, who obviously is Tubbs and all that stuff. Or Crockett. No, Crockett. Crockett. Like Crockett. She's <laughs> Tubbs. Anyway. And, his name's Sonny Crockett, jerk. <laughs> and uh, whatever. And he was like, oh, Tin Cup. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he knows him from. Yeah. Weird, weird. All right, I want to hear more about that, and what we want to talk about the Oscars along with the Combine. Speaking of which, a man who just returned from there on the aeroplane last night, and, uh, of course, is no stranger to airplanes. He took one from his native land in England to join us here in Southern California a couple of years ago. We've never looked back all the way from England. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England, he's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England, he's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hank, he's handsome Hank. First thing that uh the, that I noticed, I went on Twitter. And Handsome Hank, I got no small number of tweets saying that there was a James Bond tribute during the Oscars. And a lot of people pointed out that they can no longer enjoy the Bond music because of your theme music. Uh, Well, wait. I don't think they said they they could no longer enjoy it. They said it's it's been enhanced more. They they expect (laughs) my voice to come out. You, You know what else? I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. 
Our own handsome Hank took a photograph with Ryan Tannehill. I loved it. The same size. Yeah. It is so incredible. Handsome Hank is the same no, size. As incorrect. Interv- handsome Hank is more strapping, in fact, than Ryan Tannehill. Yes. He looks like Handsome Hank looks like if the Dolphins drafted him to be a tight end and favorite target of Ryan Tannehill for the next decade, that Ryan Tannehill could do a lot worse. Always, Up to yesterday, Tannehill would be into that. As go well. fo- follow NFL UK Hank, and uh, you can see this image here. Actually, we'll put it on uh, NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K, as well. Tannehill looks more excited about the photo op than you do. <laughs> I was, I was tr- just, uh, yeah, I was trying to stay, stay professional at all I times. Stay poised. Uh, stay poised. So we, we, in fact, and I also, I persuaded... I mean, I shouldn't be saying this, but I persuaded one of our photo uh, photographers at the combine to document the entire thing. So that that is one of about twenty snaps of us <laughs> giving together. Well, all sorts of buzz about uh, Greg Jennings and Mike Wallace and my, what might wind up uh, happening with those Dolphins. I want to uh, get everybody's thoughts on that. But real quick, on the Twitter at seven p.m. Pacific, mm-hmm. I tweet out as a joke. I tweeted. It's Pacific now. You understand that these that the Oscars were live on Sunday night. Right. I tweet out an hour and a half before Best Picture is announced live again. I say I can't bite my tongue anymore. Sorry, East Coaster. Spoiler alert. Argo. Uh, congratulations to Argo. Of course, I don't know anything. <laughs> you know the space time continuum requires that I don't know what happens here on the West Coast any sooner than anybody on the East Coast does. And, in fact, people on the East Coast will often have information from TV shows that we don't that hasn't reached us yet. Mm-hmm. However, many people on Twitter were confused by this and uh, threw F-bombs at me and told me that I ruined the Oscars for them and for their wife and so on. <laughs> and after I tried to explain that on Twitter at Damashek today... People continued to be befuddled by it. So I guess the bottom line is the joke wasn't very funny or well, more confusing. Uh, yeah. I, than think, I think they were offended that it wasn't funny. Maybe. And- I mean, it's as simple as that. But but I but at least I punked them, right? And, yes. But that they still didn't get it after the explanation is troubling. Time zones confuse people. Yes. Yes. It's just one of those things. Like, you don't know if it's three hours back, forward. It just, it, like, mixes people's brains up. So, have you spent... The uh, worst is when somebody will call you, like, we're in Los Angeles, and somebody will call you from San Francisco. Like, what time is it there? <laughs> I haven't gotten that one, but, I yes, the, the inability to do the math of, like, wait, it's so it's 9 p.m. here? Is it, it's, like, quarter after four where you... Are? No, it's just, it's not that hard to, <laughs> to subtract three, right, is it? But, nah. um, anyway, so, Handsome, you were out at the Combine. Yes. And what were your takeaways? What was striking to you? How many combines have you been to in your life? It was my first combine. First time. So everything was through um, fresh, innocent, naive eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of things. I mean, it was. It's. It's always strange at any of these NFL events when you're staying in a, a league hotel. Uh, it's always fascinating. Who'd you see? Who you come across? Who'd you see? At the front desk, uh, at checking in immediately in front of me, and I'm, I still haven't quite got to the bottom of this. John Lynch. Does he work for the Broncos now? He, he, him, and John Elway, big bro hug as soon as as ah. soon as um, they saw each other, and and then they were in the suite. Um, the Belichicks, Bill, and and his. Son. I saw him last year. I sat a one uh, one cocktail table away from him and Michael Lombardi. One evening, fascinating, right. you know, to see those guys out of context like that. For some reason, well, the combine it was it was especially striking a year ago because the Super Bowl, of course, was in Indy. Then three weeks later, same place, same hotels. Now not overrun by tourists and fans of these teams, rather sparsely populated and only by recognizable NFL faces. Yes. And this is where they let their hair down and where they maybe have a they, they enjoy a drink and and kibitz about football and so on and so forth late into the night. It's terrific Absolutely. stuff. I like so, to imagine uh, Bill Belichick with a giant pink daiquiri with one of those straws and uh, exactly umbrella. what happened. What, <laughs> what I admire about him, the thing that is uh, that 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 I did. T- 
tip my hat to last year with Belichick is that at least he dresses exactly the same. He, <laughs> it wasn't as though suddenly he turns into a dandy when the cameras aren't around. He had on the same hoodie kind of look, the same – now, to be fair, it wasn't cut off at the elbows, but still – same basic look about the guy, so at least he doesn't change. He doesn't put on any pretension for uh, for the definitely camera. Definitely not. Definitely. Who not. else did you see? You saw some good people. Um, I I I, I uh, was next to Marvin Lewis on a treadmill uh, on yesterday morning. Uh, oh really? In the, in the gym. Did you stay on? To, did you test yourself to see if you could? I always do him? that. I, I in fact, it's the same thing that happened at the Super Bowl. I was on the one next door to the commissioner, and I and and not on purpose, but I but you end up like, well, really? I'm going to race you, even though they don't know that you're racing them. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I would do that too. I, I, I the against the commission, you would do that against the commission. Well, wait, or like if Andy Reid walked in. Yeah, well, <laughs> Andy Reid. No Andy Reid is more my speed. The commission destroyed me uh, in this race. So I, after a while, I was like, only no, guy no. who I think I probably could outrun is Dieter Brock. Dieter Brock. Thank you. Oh, oh, very I'll, very take, good. I'll take the very Dieter good. Brock drop. Continue. Um, but was no, he there? Uh, Dieter Brock was not there. I didn't see him. Um, and then you know, just the the fun stuff on the field. Look, you you know, you've got all these um, all these players, and you know, this is the 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 big opportunity for them. So it was it was fun watching those guys getting ready. Actually, more than doing the forty, getting ready. Probably my favorite moment, aside from um, my emotional um, time with Ryan Tannehill, was sitting with Gil Brandt at the start of the 40s yeah. when the tight ends were running. In case you don't know, the youngsters, he is the, uh, the architect of those great Cowboys teams from the 60s, 70s, into the 80s. A fascinating encyclopedia of pro football. Absolutely. So Gil um, educated me as the, as the tight ends were running their 40s on you know the difference between, I think he was saying the tight ends in 1983, the heaviest tight end in the draft was was two. 140-odd pounds and around 6'3", and this year the average of that entire group was 247 pounds, and there were some that were up to 260, and they, you know, 40 times were obviously far slower back then. But um, then the interesting thing was someone said to me, oh, well, you were sitting next to Gil at the start. It used to be for, for 20 years, um, it was Gil and Al Davis who would sit in the two seats that we were sitting in at that time. So for a, for a short time on, on Saturday morning... I was Al Davis. Did you ah. put on a jumpsuit? I didn't, but the fastest tight end we're drafting. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I know nothing about him. But we, but we. What he's little on our boy list. growing up in England doesn't dream of sitting next to Gil Brandt and breaking down the uh, the, the, the tight end. the deeds of of twenty exactly. two year old American boys? What uh, Henry said. I'm, I'm just curious what you guys think. So twenty years ago, all these <clears throat> speeds are so much slower and guys are bigger, do you think it's going to keep going that way? Or do you think we're eventually going to plateau and 20 years from now, Kyle's will be running the same speed as they are now? I'm curious. I'm kind of scared. I think scared at some, at some point somebody's going to run the speed of light. That's what I yeah. mean. It's That's like, what we like. Remember when we used to just be Mach 1? How can it – that's yeah, it's a great question. That's a fascinating uh, uh, thing that it must be. I remember about 20 years or so ago, right when I – I remember talking with my chum. And we were talking about how remarkable the 20th century in terms of uh, in, in terms of advancements among mankind have been. You know, is there really it's exponential what happened in that hundred years versus everything that preceded it? I think you can make a decent case. In fact, we talked about that with Ryan Clark last week is greatest invention ever. What is the greatest invention ever? Um, think about that. But uh, while I finish my point is. He said, well, this will plateau. I think we've seen all that we're going to see, and things will start to trickle, you know, start to die down in terms of these advancements. But really not at all. Of course, since that conversation with my pal Reggie, you know, cell phones and, you know, medical advancements and who knows what. Well, cell phones are a pretty remarkable <laughs> no, that thing, is pro- but they? it's funny that you, so your pal just decided this is it. We're, we're just going <laughs> to no, stick here in no, 1985. Yeah, actually, this is no, it, was, it, as it, it wasn't. It wasn't actually a blockheaded sort of remark. It was sort of acknowledging that there must be an ebb and flow in the in the in the in, as these things sort of boom, and there must be errors for for such things. But you, they can't just perpetually happen. But of course, they have, and maybe we now have entered a place where, as a as a globe, where those things will never stop. But yes, back to the point. Rank, or I'm sorry, hand Zeus. What uh, will these guys forever run these speeds? Will they ever be? And if they do, then don't they at some point have to legitimately consider, as hokey as it sounds now, the CFL field, the Canadian Football League field? Because these guys, if they do continue to get bigger and faster, you cannot continue to play a game 
on that uh, on that size field. It's the same thing as when you're a little kid, you're seven or eight years old, you go play backyard football. Now go look at the yard where you were playing backyard football. It looks ridiculous. You you can't you, you know you throw the ball ten yards and you would cover the you uh, throw it out of the back of the end zone. Yes. <laughs> <You're looking laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're the one who threw it out, Hansu. No, no. I mean, that's, uh, it's actually kind of scary to think the way the way you're saying. You're making a good point that they'll they'll almost be forced to make changes because you know at a certain point we're just going to get to a situation go where guys and look are at, killing each other. Yeah, you ever go to Mount Vernon and see George Washington's uh, old <laughs> outfit, his old getup? You know, right? It's ridiculous. He looks like a looks like a small person. Look like a something a little girl would wear. Sit, at, sit in Fenway you? Park. And it's like, oh yeah, it's like being like a three foot seven human being in 1925. You would know what it's like. Or yeah. if you stay in a hotel that was built in like the early 1900s, like I did recently. Like I'm, I'm not kidding you. I was in this room where if I would have had two a pencil in each hand and was holding it by the erasers, I could have stretched out and drawn circles on both walls. It was that close together. Mm-hmm. But why would you do that? I don't know. Just for fun. <laughs> That's a new. Been, I was down in the lobby throwing back a couple of belts and like, you know what? I'm going to go draw on the walls, everybody. That's one of the new drills at the combine. In yeah. Fact. Yes. And you draw on both walls. Um, what about uh, my question? Hanzoos, I'm going to start with you on this one. Best invention ever. Ryan Clark, I'll just let you know, he set the bar pretty high there. He said cell phone, best invention, also the worst. Because ironically, while it brings us together, it also drives us apart. Oh, for crying. Heavy. Oh, That's wow. pretty heavy that stuff like out a, of Ryan Arian Foster is. tweet. Yeah. I don't care. It was still Ponderous. pretty good stuff. It's pretty Go good. Ahead. Wait, so I can't – so if he's setting the baseline at cell phone, I can't say electricity because – all right, you can say electricity. Go ahead, say electricity. Electricity, or if we want to spin forward, flat screen televisions, HD. Uh, all right, <laughs> handsome. How say you? I'm going to go with um, time, but specifically because uh, obviously time always existed in some sense, but measuring time. Measuring time. <laughs> yes. Why do you enjoy? Why do you appreciate it? I just think it, it helps everyone more than most other things. You know, like I'll, I'll see you here in at 10 a.m. Normally, that doesn't apply to you, Dave. But no. but um, you know, so you know he'll turn up around 10:15, 10:30. Sure. Um, but I think I think time is a good one. Wow. It's very good. It's a grand invention, no doubt. But the best, I turn to you, Rank. I'll say you. Microwave burritos. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely top I disagree. Five. I totally <laughs> disagree. Well, because you burned your mouth on one. Well, last there night. you go then. Too soon. Whoever burned their mouth on time. Well, if you knew how to set the time on the microwave, you wouldn't have burned your mouth. Good point. I still don't know that anybody has topped my answer of cooked food. I mean, who was – I mean, not even – or food in general. Not that anybody invented food, but along the lines of time, like like Handsome says there, who was the brave soul who – Went, who, who found an oyster in yes. the ocean and said, oh, let's see what's in there and figured out how to crack that thing and then said, oh, look at that disgusting mess in there. I'm going to eat it and see what yeah. happens. <laughs> who was that guy? And how who many was mistakes? that hero? And why are we not celebrating him more? You understand? Very and true. how many things did he eat before the oyster or even after the oyster that he thought, wow, well, if the oyster worked, then I'll, I'll have one of these and then went. How many, yeah. really? yeah. How many sacrificial lambs? Really? How many sacrificial lambs were there in humankind before we determined what you could eat and what you could not? Did they just line them up? Did some king of ancient uh, of an ancient society line up <laughs> people and say, "Here, now you taste this one. Now you taste this one, and so on." And who who first cooked meat? You know. These people, so let's assume that they're sitting around eating another whatever, what, what kind of beast? I a don't bear. know. A bear. A bear. Actually, they're was, eating yeah. a bear. It was the of, Mongolians. They ate a bear off of Mongolia. No, but that's the Mongolian barbecue is the most ancient form of is it? cooking meat. Okay, so it's the Mongolians. They're sitting around eating a bear one day, and they say, let's let's uh, throw let's a little. Put it in a walk. Let, let's, <laughs> let's throw a little fire through that thing, see what happens with it. Did that happen? Or... Was it like a zany tale that they stumbled into it and like bear like, hey, where's the where, where's the rest of that bear? Like, wait a sec. Did I thought you I know it. Oh, no, it's on fire. Like, wait a second. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. It smells pretty good. Right. You know, is that what happened? Do you think they turned their shields upside down? 
And they're like, let's light a fire under this thing <laughs> for the lock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's get the let's get some of that green. Put, let's put get some ling in there. Like, let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, cooked food. Speaking of food, here's another thing I was I was thinking about this morning. I made the mistake of brushing my teeth, and I had forgotten I did How it. How dare I, you brush I, your teeth? Well, no, I, I made the mistake of oh, there's a little extra coffee, and I generally avoid mm. that like the plague. And then it got me thinking, what the is like something we cured a thousand years ago? Yeah. Well, still not the best invention. I'll still take cooked food over getting the plague. I would rather have pizza from birth until an early death from Black Plague than have to eat raw meat all my days. <laughs> By the way, behind the glass, let's say hello to the man who last week when I asked him this question, Black Tie still out, so filling his uh, shoes behind the producer glass there. Tie Tie. Tie Tie said deodorant. That was his answer. I, I, interesting. I, I, it's, it's interesting. The world but I think, would be a lot different. Yeah, would but if we, all, Have you if, been we all stunk, if we all stunk, then we then none of us would stink. You understand? Yes. All right, so then that takes away your answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yes. My answer was based on one theory. <laughs> Wait, have you ever have you ever worked with a guy that had really bad BO? Or yes, like, but I again, it's pretty rough, right? But that's because the standard is set by you and the rest yeah. of our society. We all wear it, so none of us. So yes, somebody stands out for stinking. But if we all stunk, then the only person who would stand out is the one who smells nicely. True, fair, hmm. mm, interesting. Point. I don't know if that was right. Something you smell to think nice about. or smell nicely. I don't know about that. I don't want to stop down because I was talking about the. Brushing your teeth. What are the wor- What's the worst food to eat after you've just brushed your teeth? Rank. I start with you. Orange juice. All yes. right. It's a good answer. Good answer. Hanzus. He took it right out of my mouth. Orange juice. Marmalade. Not literally. Yeah. Orange marmalade. Tai Tai. I'm just wait. Why orange juice? Well, orange. Well, try it. Tried it. Try it tomorrow. Bad. Okay. Do it. Brush. Give those teeth a real thorough brush, and then, the and then one, drink some orange juice. I thought about that. I have orange down, just a, a regular orange, orange or orange juice. Yeah, orange. Wings would be gross. A Syrah would be disgusting. Probably any red wine, any any anything from the family of red wines wouldn't be good. Reese's peanut butter cup, no good. Oreos, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I got well. I got a lot of good Ice responses cream. from uh, from people on the Twitter. Peanut butter cup, as somebody says mm. there. Um, I don't know what roll mops are, but uh, I'm sure that wouldn't be good. Corn chips. Um, no, corn chips will get you. That'll stabilize you again. Coffee. Gatorade is a good one. Garlic hummus from uh, from Willie drops me a line there. <laughs> um, Sam I Am says, add celery. I don't know, celery. I don't mm. know that that would be so bad. Got a lot of coffee. Um, I think the worst one, the one that would make me throw up, though, is salmon sashimi. <laughs> I don't know when I'll have the occasion to have just brushed my teeth and then dig into some fresh cut raw let's salmon, but that let's would be the it. worst. Let's let's make. That I have happen. a toothbrush downstairs, do and we can get some sashimi pretty easily. The next podcast, bad salmon sashimi. Yeah, no, yeah. not even good. I'll get stuff. You, I'll get you the good stuff. Now, are Toledo you, salmon sashimi. Are yeah. you using wasabi and soy sauce for the sashimi? That would make it even worse, right? You would wouldn't it? want the I wasabi. Think it, might, it might clear out the the uh, toothpaste if you put enough stuff in there it's a lot to think about yeah let's uh, do it all right if we uh, had a producer still if he's does he still works here though black, black tie? tie yeah I, I don't know where he is right he would now. probably be saying that we should get back to talking about football <laughs> hey guys can we talk about the draft? all right so let's talk about it what is are you so did, have we, go you guys, the, did we do the oscars already oh we didn't do the oscars yeah we didn't really do the oscars uh yet we did hear a little bit of ed reed out there on the red carpet but um what was the takeaway have you guys seen those pictures uh handsome did you see any of the oscar uh, the nominated movies i saw argo did it win is that what won Come don't, on, spoiler. I haven't. I spoiler, was, real quick. Job. British people don't know who wins the Oscars. Are well, actually, the Oscars is on in the UK at two a.m. So your your confusion of like seven p.m. all that stuff. Even I've worse. never watched the I've never watched the Oscars before. Is that true? Hmm. True story. Um, is that right? Because in 1982, I swore off the Oscars because I was a young man. Now, in 1982, the Oscars went up against the UNC Georgetown NCAA final. 
Big mistake. And, yeah, huge mistake. Is and that right? That's correct. And my dad was out doing Navy stuff or whatever he was doing. And so I'm up against my mom. Freshman Patrick Ewing. Yes. It, it, this was terrible. Sleepy Floyd. Yes. Sleepy Floyd had a Michael, little NBA career, no, too. I think, I think Ewing was a sophomore. Michael Jordan was a freshman. And then so that. Yeah. Ewing was drafted in 85. No, no, no. 85. You're right. No. Because it, it, 85, 85 is 80. his senior year. Oh, is that right? Right. Yeah, because okay. 85, they lose to Villanova. 84, they beat Houston. With Michael Graham. Right. 82. Disappeared. Michael Graham. We can never find him again. One of the great again. enigmas of sports history, really. We've talked about him here on this program. Bald-headed fellow before bald was in vogue. And dominant guy really hit the offensive glass like nobody's business. Oh, Seemed was... ahead of his time for on those Georgetown Hoyas teams, or maybe just that one I think one it was just team. one year, and then Weird. he was gone. I don't know what happened to that character. Probably yes. went into uh, pre-med and uh, got distracted with there that. There he goes. Go ahead. But I was – so I'm, I'm – uh, so like I said, my dad's out doing Navy stuff. It's my mom and my two sisters, and I'm up against those three. And, and one of my sisters is not out of the closet yet, so I can't rely on her – to try to swing the vote into my favor. So <laughs> so it's three to one, and so I pop off. Like, I could have just gone to my neighbor's house and watched the game because my neighbors were huge basketball fans. Now, I had to make some big production and whatever, and so instead of being able to go over and watch the game, I get grounded, had to go to my room, and I swore on that day I will never watch the Oscars ever again. And as a matter of fact, I wanted to become an actor and be nominated for an Academy Award and then not go just to, to further prove my point mm. on this whole thing. So since that day, I've never watched That would have taught the Academy. This they like, would have shown them. I agree with you to, uh, that they don't need to be watched to this extent. I When people tell me that, hey, you know, you love sports. Well, this is uh, the Oscars or my Super Bowl. When people tell me that, then I that's usually the last time I ever talk to them. <laughs> because it, I don't think you watch much sports if you equate yes. the two things. I don't I don't get the, uh, the connection. I now, unfollowed a lot of people on Twitter last night. What did occur to me is that it's time that we get back to the land of the Fox. There's one more vote. Forget the Academy voters. We have to have our own vote. We'll hear from each of you right now, but then we'll put it up there on NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K, so that you can weigh in on this one. I think it's time we allow somebody into the land of the Fox, of course, the most treasured soil in all the uh, Sheck Republic, and this is where only the foxiest foxes reside, I put it to you guys. Who was the foxiest lady you saw out there on the uh, on the red carpet or inside watching the show? Handsome, you didn't watch, but do any of the starlets in Hollywood strike your fancy these days? I'm I'm a fan of, if I had to put one movie down that I watched this year, definitely not an Oscar winner, pro- maybe one of the worst movies of the year. It was called Savages, but I did enjoy um, reading the book by Don Winslow. I don't know if you're aware of any of his uh, mm-hmm. novels. There was a lady called Blake Lively. Oh, I like that. In, I, in there. I like that they're called that, too. But Blake Lively her name is a fox. It's Blake Lively. I and like her very much. I, and also Salma Hayek is in there, but I presume she's already made it into that land. She hasn't. And uh, she. I, I don't know. She's a, She's not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, listen, this is the foxiest. No, of okay. Fox. Well, 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 look, I'm not Blake, nominating her. By but, the way, Blake Lively as Carol Ferris was all wrong in the Green Lantern movie, which she, I didn't see, but I just automatically did She not had like black that. hair in it, though. She had brunette hair, and she was downright spectacular looking in that. And in fact, Handsome, I agree with you. She's terrific, and she's also foxy, even as the sort of the, the trashy mother of Ben Affleck's kid. Oh, look how it all ties together. The, the, in the town? The, the in town. the town. Yeah, yes. Even that, she's foxy in that picture. So, but I would, I'd, I'd, I'd encourage you um, for no other reason than her to watch Savages. I like her very much. Uh, but she, But she wasn't. Savages. This is our Academy Awards edition. So we want somebody who was actually there and at the well, red She may carp. have been. I don't know. I didn't there. see her. Ty Ty. Yes, Dan our, was not our there. expert Dan Hanzus is hearing from Ed Reed that she was not there. So. Or at least was in a golf movie of 2012. Some hack was there. Ty Ty, how say you? What what, what uh, woman from the Academy Awards now, deserves are, uh, residence in the land of the fox? Are we? Is this career achievement or just what they did? Who the was it there? It can be. Uh, go ahead. Oh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. All Got right, it. that's ah. interesting. She stood on the stage with no? a gold trophy. Even Hanzus, how say you? Hathaway is certainly attractive and foxy, but. She's also a little loopy, and she has a, a, a tendency to cut her hair a lot, which bothers me. 
Um, the person, An actress who's a little loopy. Yeah, but she seems especially loopy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is a great option. She walked she walked right by us uh, yesterday, and um, if you want to factor in someone that's very attractive and young and talented, so she has upside and she's already, you know, she won the Best Actress Award yesterday, so she's already at the top of her game. I'm saying she deserves to be in. I think she's hit that level. All right, Jennifer and Lawrence and Adam Rank. I'll, I'll go down. You. I had Jennifer Lawrence from the uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I'd agree with that. Anne Hathaway. Didn't she love re- the movie, though. No. The movie was wildly overrated. The first two-thirds are are fine, but then it just devolves into a sitcom. I thought it was yeah, fine. I, it was not it, a little overrated. But, yes, I agree with the Jennifer Lawrence. Here's the problem with Anne Hathaway is that you never know what you're going to get with her. She's like, you know what? She's a lot like Joe Flacco during the regular season. Like, great at home, but awful on the road. You're like, is this – what is – what is her deal? Like, mm-hmm. is it is, mm-hmm. is this a home game for? Her? Is it a re- like the Dark Knight? Okay, I saw yeah. the, in the pre- like, oh yeah, and then Ms. Rowell, of course, her character is kind of uh, dressed down a little bit, so you wouldn't. <laughs> you can, I don't know if you can expect too much out of it, but it's just it, it, there's too much, too much. I- She's not for me. She's not for me. She's a fine performer. I understand what you're getting at there, Hanzu. She she has she's a, she's very affected. You know, she talks about courage and bravery, and uh, that she loves her co-stars who give her a playground in which to to take chances, and that's what's exciting about being an actor and all that sort of jazz. Out. Yeah, I don't care for that stuff. I care much more for the for the simple way of Jennifer Lawrence, who seems to be one of us, is awestruck by the weird place that she's found herself in in this world. Did you see the clip of her with Jack Nicholson um, when uh, what's what's his name George Stephanopoulos is interviewing her on GMA, and Jack Nicholson walks up behind the two of them and they start kibitzing it's, it's, it's I can't believe that's Jack Nicholson right. and, and it's and it's genuine I like her that's it Jennifer Lawrence versus Anne Hathaway one gains entry the other shall be denied for all of time put it up there Ty Ty let's let everybody vote on that and we'll see how it comes so, in I denied for all of time I was so Anne say, Hathaway like is a... never yeah you can't get in yeah once yeah. if you once, once it's been put to a vote yeah, once wow. it's been put to a vote, you've been essentially voted Chris out. Chris Carter you know would hate this. I wish this is the way. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. I wish this is the way the Hall of Fame was. That's how it should be. Like, I did this this hokey standard that these curmudgeonly old guys that somehow lord over players. Yeah, he's not a first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, he'll get in. Don't you worry. Right. He'll get in. He's just not worthy of my vote yet. Who do you think you I are? Don't like Either you get in or you don't get in. But so you have. Pick- you're what? pitting two titans against each other, though. That's the only eh, thing that bothers me. I don't think Hathaway's a titan. Well, no, if you, feel that, if you feel Hathaway's a titan. Like, I don't understand why uh, Lively doesn't get a shot. Because she Where's, wasn't there. I Listen, I but fancy wait, but her quite a bit. What do you well, have to do? You know why what? wasn't she invited? Do I didn't really want Lively, to the Oscars. Do you want Lively in this mix here? Because if she no, doesn't make it, it, she won't ever. Do no, no, that's fine. Don't do it, That's fine. I get it. I'm not saying, but I want to know why she wasn't invited to the Oscars. Right, I, just I play the cards right, man. You know what else gets me about the Oscars? And I, like I said, I don't watch it, but I'm always fascinated now by the in the the memorial they do for people. Because a couple of years ago, they didn't have Don Knotts in the memorial for people who had passed away. So I'm always interested in that. So this morning, I went to go look. I said that Alex Karras better be in that memorial mm-hmm. thing, but nope, wow, Alex Karras so right. was he not wasn't. in that. They One also of the did- most well known. I mean, for for a one-off bit in a movie, that has got to be in the top 20 most famous, uh, you know, one-off moments in a comedy ever. Him walking up and punching out the horse and blazing yes. saddles. Would, you know, one of the most iconic images, you would think, in comedy, in movie comedy history. Wow, it, you're easily. right. And it's well, so dis- – and Richard Dawson wasn't in either. It's what? It- yeah. Yes! Dick Dawson didn't make it either. It happens every year. They leave people off, and then you, you'll see someone that comes up, and they'll have, like, what they were underneath their name. And I'm not making light of it's anybody that died. Frank. It will be something like, you know, buddy on set. And then you'll forget somebody like Richard Dawson or Karis. It's, Who is putting uh, that incomplete, imperfect list together? That's a, the one thing you have to do. I hope, I hope when that person passes away, they are not in the immorandum <laughs> or memorial list or whatever it's called. I thought Seth MacFarlane as a host was fine, by the way. I thought that there were, there were several funny moments, but the monologue I, he did was especially long, 
and self-indulgent and I, while while very funny ran on like i say for probably five minutes if not 10 minutes longer than it needed to overall a fine show i don't really care who wins the awards because the history of them is marked by places by, by awards that were undeserved but then i started thinking that is the connection between the oscars and sports that the same way you would say how is it possible that Empire Strikes Back didn't win the Academy Award, and you can go through, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction didn't win the award, and so on and so forth. There are a million examples of that. Um, oh, I'll tell you one. I was just talking about it on Adam Carolla's uh, podcast, which you, which I will be on on Tuesday the 26th. You can look for that at adamcarolla.com. Talked about this last week. Raging Bull didn't win, and it lost to, oh, no, I'm sorry, Goodfellas. Didn't win. It lost to uh, Dances with Wolves. That's right. How ridiculous is that in hindsight? That's Ooh. absurd. Even at the time, it seemed absurd. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, insane. Arguably the best movie of all time. Lost to a uh, stupid, uh, self-important, uh, uh, pretentious picture. And I Dances say that as a Cal State Fullerton grad. As out, he's a K dog. Is yes. I didn't know the K dog was uh, was a, an yeah. alumnus, a that fellow such, alumnus. That was like a sign of the times type thing too, because 1990 was like the height of political correctness rising up. So when this Native American film came out, it beat out the gangster film, probably. Yes. Uh, by the way, what do we think about Hanzoosh? You were writing about that last week. The Washington Redskins um, should change their name, or now are you advocate that they should? The time has come for them to change their name. It just seems inevitable. I mean, it's never it's never going to stop the criticism, and if they can deal with it from now until the end of time, oh sure, if you want to dig your heels in, go go for it. But the way I look at it, I would feel at a certain point, I'd be like, you know what, throw my hands up and just we're the Washington Warriors. Let's move on. Well, uh, handsome. How say you? I, di- I disagree completely. I think it's a people um, being overly political correct, politically correct. It's a celebration of something. Well, I mean, like you know, I, I, that makes no a sense. A celebration of what? Well, they're celebrating that culture. Well, that's when you get to tricky <laughs> ground because some people find it not. offensive. Why would you find not. it offensive? Well, you're from England. You don't understand, man. No, I, you're right. I don't. Explain I was about it to, to agree him. with him. Right. Explain to him. it to him like he's a foreigner. Okay. Yeah, so speak loud. Okay. A redskin is a pejorative term for a Native American, and some people from that culture find that to be a reminder of an uglier time in their so culture. So would they rather they were called the Washington Wildcats and just forget about their culture entirely? I'm not, I'm not going to stump for the name change because I don't feel that way. I'm just saying I think that things are going to continue to pile on this franchise in terms of criticism. You know, it's yes, here's the problem. And even, even na- the, there are certain Native American tribes that say we like this. We like it because it acknowledges our existence. I say let's not conflate acknowledgement with uh, with um, honoring. I mean, it's, a, it's an offensive term. Here's how I know it's the wrong thing. Here's how I uh, – people make the jokes, and you've heard them for 20 years now at least, is well, there could never be a, a team called the New York Jews. That would be offensive. That's <laughs> not the equivalent. That is the the equivalent is much worse than that. I can't say them literally. If I said them on this podcast, it would be the last podcast I ever did for for the <laughs> NFL. If I started to throw out what the equivalent of redskin is for other ethnicities, I, you know, it's not the equivalent of saying. What like, if it was like, hey, the San Francisco gay guys? Like that? What about, that wouldn't be the equivalent. It would be the San Francisco something much darker about, and nastier <laughs> than that. And I know I can't say those things without getting into trouble. Not that I say them anyway. So you're saying like if it was the Notre Dame gingers, that would be <laughs> that would be the offensive Irish term. That's not what I'm saying. Not at all. close. No, no, no. That's not exactly what I'm getting at. So anyway, so how how do you argue against that? Ty Ty, you were about to throw your support behind handsome Hank? No, yeah, I do. The I celebration do. of their of their centuries old culture. <laughs> I mean it's a proud reduced to redskin. I don't know. It's a proud logo on the thing. It's it's they named it them because they're, you know, of the the proud, you know, fighting. Really? Past Could you call I want if you, you saw I, a Native American guy? If you saw, if you went to uh, to one of the, there, are a bunch of uh, of those um, 
uh, casinos in, in the Southern California area that are on reservations. Could you walk up to somebody there and say, like, hey, Redskin? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, can I ask you a question, Mr. Redskin? You, that would not go over. You would get in a lot of trouble for that. You might get punched in the face. Or you might get thrown out on your ear, but either way, it would not be acceptable to to talk that way to somebody. It's a good thing you told me that then. Go read up on the yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for pointing that out. Go read up on the history of George Preston Marshall and figure out if he was trying to honor the Native Americans or not. I mean, listen, it just is absurd. <laughs> I, I don't think. And and by the way, fighting a lion eye is fine. You know, the I, Seminoles. The Seminoles is fine. That is a, warriors is fine. Braves is. Is I is kind of okay. Redskin is not, and the and the Cleveland Indi- and Cleveland Indians is also wrong. Not as offensive, but is wrong. What is wrong also is that giant buck tooth version that they have as their mascot, Chief, Wa- Chief Wahoo. Yes. Well, the, the other weird thing that the Redskins are doing as a franchise right now because they really are digging in their heels. They're not about to change their name on their on their team website and the i don't know if they've been doing it this week but last week and the week before they were putting up periodic like news posts about area high schools throughout the country that use the redskins and then they would quote like an athletic director at the high school saying that we're proud to be redskins and it's like what kind of point it's hard to even imagine what their point is they're just kind of taking a passive aggressive stance about the whole thing which is really interesting well let me throw this at you too I feel like what people are trying to rationalize, people are rationalizing, they're trying to fit their argument in to justify keeping the logo. And because, listen, for centuries, for for decades and decades, the Washington Redskins have been a part of the NFL. We don't want to disrupt that history and change our name now, you know, what is it, 80 years or so into our franchise's existence. Why should we have to change that? But let me throw this at you. Wouldn't that be better for them as an organization if they suddenly changed that? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't it be a boon to them to suddenly flip and have a new name and require your fan base to get all new merchandise and new jerseys and everything else? Isn't that? Uh, isn't that a winning move for the organization? Keep the team colors, keep the uniforms exactly the same. Just swap out the logo. In fact, you can even keep the logo. What am I talking about? You, get, you just have to change the name on everything, and then you get new ball caps <laughs> and everything else. Uh, Dave, I, I I just wonder why you and your politically politically correct buddies even dare say that dare utter the word Redskins. I mean, well, I'm, 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 I'm confused. Maybe you should the censor R-word. yourself proper, from now on. Because it's and, a proper and, and name. Ne- but maybe you shouldn't. You know, if it offends you that much, it, it offends you and your buddies that much. <laughs> I think it's probably time for you to to you know to censor yourself and say I I, I just refuse to call them that anymore. Oh, stop make it. a stand. I, listen, you know what? Maybe I will if you want me I to. I want you to. I want you uh, if you believe so passionately, and I think you should. Can't believe Hank is so intolerant. The Washington FC. <laughs> now we will we will start expanding that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. So handsome. Let's talk about the combine a little bit. This is uh, theoretically a football show, although we've talked uh, about just about anything. But <laughs> today. Um, let me ask you guys this real quick. Uh, out of the blue, I was going to talk combine, but. Uh, this is semi-related to that. I feel like you, we, we've heard from almost all the experts now, although Geno Smith fared better than I guess expected, Matt Barkley taller, and that was a big knock on him was that he was going to, when he got measured up, it was only going to be six one. He ended up being six two and a half. He didn't throw at the combine, but still um, probably fares a little bit better. Um and that being said, most of the experts have projected before the combine that we won't see a QB taken in the first round. None of these guys earn a first round grade. And I've said to them, that's a moot point because you, I guarantee you, you can make all the mock drafts you want. We talked about it with uh, at Move the Sticks, Daniel Jeremiah. I said, I, I, it doesn't make a difference. We're, you're going to see guys get drafted in the first round. Why? Because... Everybody feels like they have to get a quarterback in order to win the Super Bowl. Your QB must be elite. And then after last year with Ryan Tannehill and Russell Wilson, no one wants a miss on somebody who's maybe sort of a diamond in the rough a little bit or a guy who maybe is going to be the next uh, Colin Kaepernick or maybe is is worthy of being uh, looked at as an RG3 type or Andrew Luck. I say this, though. Hasn't Joe Flacco blown all that up now? And, in fact... Didn't his winning a Super Bowl not just validate the idea that you don't need to be elite? And you say, well, that's just the, that's the exception that proves the rule. I throw this at you. It was delayed by a year by Lee Evans' hands and Kyle Williams' knee. Had that not happened, your Super Bowl champion 
from 55 weeks ago would have been either Alex Smith or Joe Flacco. So the same deal here now. You now have seven QBs who've won the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco, by any measure, I don't care how much he gets paid and right after the Super Bowl, the glow of that, he's not one of the five or six best quarterbacks. He's, to me, he's not even close to the top ten, but fine if you say want to say he's top ten. Point is, is this is this now, can we... Uh, Put this in the category of myth that you must have an elite, a so-called elite QB to win a Super Bowl. Is the argument now who can't win a Super Bowl? That's all you have to, that's the measure now is, is my guy good enough to not screw it up? Rank, how say you? I don't follow that at all. Handsies, I'll say. <laughs> so you're saying you need. <clears throat> don't worry about trying to so get like a top three quarterback. For instance, I don't think. As a for instance, Mark Sanchez to me, I don't care what team he's on, what the circumstance he finds himself in. Even though he played in two AFC title games, I don't think at the. I, I cannot conjure the sequence of events that finishes with him holding the Lombardi Trophy up. And, you know, being hugged by the commissioner. Well, commissioner doesn't usually embrace the winning. <laughs> but uh, you understand my point. I don't see that happening. Mark Sanchez is a guy who I would say cannot win the Super Bowl no matter what. You know, I don't think that uh, Ryan Leaf, we now would agree. Ryan Leaf can't win a Super Bowl no matter what. Right. <laughs> Definitely. So, well, now, not now, now not ever. Right. There are guys like that. Is that now the standard that needs to be applied? Do we need now to widen? are, you know, cast a uh, wider net for what a team needs rather than this this $20 million investment that sort of corrupts what else you can do with your roster and everything else. Maybe the approach is to not have that. I mean, listen, the 49ers could have very easily been Super Bowl champions two years in a row now. They almost were in back-to-back Super Bowls with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. How say you, Hansus? Well, I would say I think you're right. I think it, these guys, they, these teams should trust their scouts, trust the, the tape. And if you have a third-round grade on Matt Barkley, if he's there in the third round, take him. Don't panic and take him in the first round just because you feel like you need to have a franchise quarterback. I think what you were saying was that you could win a Super Bowl with a top 15 QB as long as he's a guy that can make plays in, in big spots and not, you know, mess things up. So just, you know, draft the best players on the board, and if the quarterback is, that you find is the best guy is later than the first round, so be it. Handsome. Tony Romo, can he win a Super Bowl? Not be good and not win playoff games. Can he win the Super Bowl? I think, yeah. I mean, he. I was just thinking uh, in answer to your question of, of three guys who – are considered not bad, not terrible NFL quarterbacks, or I, I don't think generally considered terrible NFL quarterbacks, all on relatively good teams, but who I don't think can win Super Bowls. And I would say Romo's on that list. I'd say Vic, in in whatever incarnation, is on that list. And then the other one, you know, a, maybe a, a more of a rising star is Andy Dalton. I don't see how a Bengals team, which is improving, and and who knows, you know, whether they take a dive or not, but I don't see a scenario where Andy Dalton is winning a Super Bowl. Rank. Phil Rivers, Matt Stafford, Jay Cutler. Can, they, these are guys that are sort of right there for me, guys that now I am looking at. And, of course, with free agency, it's foolish to sort of say, I know what that organization or that that guy's even going to be in that organization five years from now. But it is it has to do with, I think, to boil it down, it almost has to do with how big an arm does the guy have? That is so, one of those things that I don't think you can work your way around. Joe Flacco can cover up a lot of other things by having a huge arm. Mm-hmm. And Phil Rivers, it looks like he's lost a little something off the fastball. Right. He's also now of a certain age. He's still in a window where people win Super Bowls in your early 30s. But I'm not convinced that that that, that guy still has the arm and in the short term that that team's ever going to be good enough. Phil Rivers, I don't know that he's ever going to win a Super Bowl. Stafford. Well, what's Cutler, the question? How say Is you? he ever going to win one or could he Can he? Can he? Of course. I would say any three of those guys. I don't. I mean, I don't understand how you could say of course I don't, when they've all been in the league as play, long as they have. If they, if they play on a team that has a dominant defense, they've got a good running game, they've got decent receivers or whatever, any of those guys. Nobody has there. a dom- There's no such thing as a dominant defense anymore. A big maybe play the, maybe the pendulum will swing back, but there's no but, such thing as a dominant defense. But you look at these teams that make plays when they need to play. Like the Giants, I wouldn't – okay, fine. They're not the 86 Bears by any stretch, but – they can get pressure with their front four that causes Tom Brady to make mistakes. That kind of defense can go out. That's the kind of defense that goes out and wins Super Bowls. 
Yeah, any of those guys, I could see them going up and making plays, especially Stafford. Of the three, I would put Stafford number one. I think Jay Cutler could do it. The Bears team, you know, they were pretty good last year, and he makes a pretty good team or a pretty good combo with with uh, Brandon Marshall. I could see him doing it too. I feel when you talk about all these guys who've won Super Bowls, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, and some of these other guys who've won Super Bowls, you're like, yeah, I've really not. It really does not come down to the best court, the best statistical quarterback during the regular no. season wins. It just doesn't. I'll work tell out you this way. too. I I guess part of the point that I'm making is you're almost better off, especially in a an offensive line rich draft. If there are guys that are really going to be dominant figures for you on your O-line for the next half dozen years or so. I, I know we always say, like, oh, for the next decade, but I, we should adjust that. We should modify the way we phrase that in today's NFL. Let's say it's, you know, six or eight years, whatever. Um, because what is the common thread? Is it, what, what is, what is uh, Tom Brady and, and Eli Manning and Alex Smith and Joe Flacco, what have they all had in common? What is the common thread with them? Is it some a special trade in them. No, they all played behind great offensive lines. We talk about that all the time. And the Niners had an uh, had a dominant offensive line. And once they rejiggered the offensive line for the Ravens, all the Jim Caldwell, Cam Cameron talk is valid, but it was that shakeup on the offensive line that gave Joe Flacco the time against a couple of good pass rushes that got him the Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. Hanzoos, how say you? Yeah, I mean, the line's a big part of it, just like the defenses and receivers. I think any one of these guys in that top 15 to 17 guys can win a Super Bowl, and that includes Cutler and Romo, because Flacco is around that same level of those guys, and if he did it, why can't Tony Romo do it if he was on the Ravens? Because he's a pick machine. That's why you yeah, can't Fla- throw second, away big games. Once you bit, that's the you're sort thinking of, the knock you're on thinking him. of Joe Flacco in January when he threw ten touchdowns and no interceptions. But he had stretches I don't think Tony of complete Romo can ineffectiveness. Do that. I don't think Tony Romo could ever string together. All right, well, I know he's a lightning rod guy, but all right, Cutler. Do you think Cutler? You put him on that Ravens team, he could have done the same thing. He's very interesting. He's right on the fence for me. I'm, I'm debating that one heavily. It's funny because if the way you feel about Romo is how I feel about Stafford. Where I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's a guy that can never. He's super talented, but he's going to make mistakes. He'll, he'll always throw picks and fumble the ball. I don't think he's a guy that's going to get over the hump. But I think he'll be a huge stack guy his whole career. Handsome. Final thoughts. Uh, I think I, I think Dan summed it up. I'm interested in Stafford because I, I Stafford's a guy I would like to see win a Super Bowl. I'm, I like his gunslinger mentality, that that sort of approach to the game. But I feel like right now he doesn't have the discipline to go a three game stretch without tossing one of the games away. Yeah, uh, it it and I also just as a side note, uh, I'm I'm talking more obviously in the vacuum, but where Matt Stafford's concerned, it's interesting what will be with that organization. I have a I I think. One of if I if I said if you said you can only watch say five teams all their games in 2013, I would put the Lions in that mm-hmm. in that group of five. I think that they're going to be interesting whether they do great or horribly. What happens with that team this season is going to be is going to be uh, compelling stuff. Do you, do you think Revis winds up there? Do you think Revis winds up with the Niners, or do you think he winds up with the Jets? Rank, how say you? He's going to remain with the Jets. Not going to get dealt. Hand no. I think they'll find a way to keep him there. He's Hands going up. to the 49ers. Where do we think of uh, – we really should have, since this is a football show, we really could have started with these guesses here. What, where do you think uh, – who do you think the Dolphins land? Do they go draft or do they get Greg Jennings and Mike Wallace or Mike Wallace or some combination of the three? I think they'll probably go for Wallace and draft someone. Maybe not the first round, maybe second. Set them, and they've got five picks in the first three rounds. I think they've got – opportunities to take and by the later. and by the time you hear this alex smith uh this uh this second party involved in this 49ers deal may have been revealed where do you think this is do you think it's with the cardinals and how say you rank as somebody who one of your 17 teams that you uh, support how but, is that stop it well because you along have with weird, my steelers <laughs> along with your 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 Redbird love of this Arizona Cardinals team that you have no reason to be associated with. I was a former season ticket holder. The, haven't I you know, heard the story you, that he was at Jerry Maguire's uh, taping? Uh, yes, of, uh, yes but how well. is this possible? Is there, how is it? I, I don't get because, it. You're a former season ticket holder. Because they're a seven-hour drive away. Is that they're why? Because it's like a four-hour drive. It's not a four-hour drive from <laughs> used to L.A. to Phoenix. Really? You want to make it? Uh, well, well, I mean, listen. If you, if you set 
optimal if you hit the road at 12.30 a.m. Of course, which is when we'd leave. Drove 90 <laughs> to 95. Drove 90. We drive like 110. We're burning listen. through the desert. So Alex Smith, are any any moral uh, problem with him going with the 49ers trading him to a division foe if that's the if way if i goes. was the cardinals i would be a little apprehensive if the I 49ers too, right. were so like here take alex smith yeah. like what why whoa why, why? <laughs> that's why? exactly right <laughs> it's like when dave offers you food like whoa what's wrong with it i don't want to like, it's not good enough for you but you want me to taste it no forget that so no it, it, you're i just a, brush my teeth yeah <laughs> you're in a, no nice callback you're in a you're in a bad situation where yes if if the 49ers are willing to deal them to you, you don't want them. And so they probably have to move on. I feel like the Cardinals have to go through the draft. Now, it's the reverse, really, like we talked about a year ago. The greatest indictment on Matt Leinart is that when he could have, Pete Carroll chose not to sign him. Right. right. That's kind of the worst thing you could say. Oh, wait, the guy who recruited you into this school and coached you and watched you win a Heisman Trophy and put you in there. Oh, you're not good enough for your for your pro football team. Yeah, that's yeah. probably a not a great should be sign. a red flag. And the same with Matt Flynn last year with Philbin. And and again, if he does the same yeah, right. thing with uh, with Greg Jennings, then probably um, says something about his thoughts around Greg Jennings. Yes, exactly right. All right, Ty Ty, the boss, is telling us to wrap it up here. Um, Ty Ty, are we allowed to do a second podcast this week? We'll see. What does that mean? It means it's not my call. It's Black Tie's call. All right, don't forget. Will Black Tie be here? He doesn't even work here anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, we'll do one. You know what else we have to do? (laughs) We really have to address. I've waited on this one. Uh, Blue Tie, the only female producer, had a little kerfuffle with with Handsome Hank a week ago. We made up. I don't want to hear about that you made up. I don't believe that, and I think I can stoke the flames and and reignite this. This, Lisa uh, and I are, are firm friends again. Well, I w- well. Oh, after your she was hurt though because I talked to her about it. She was upset. Yeah. Well, we've got to resolve this. Um, we've got to resolve this on the uh, on the podcast here. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be later on this week. Um, all right. Rank anything you want to promote here? March sixth. As if anybody. March sixth. The Bray Improv. Please. Can I, yeah. can I promote that? Please. What do you mean? Can you? I hope you would promote. Thank you. Yeah. Use this uh, dumb podcast for something. I hope March you six, promote Bray, that. March sixth. Bray Improv. And if you want free tickets, hit me up at, on Twitter at Adam Rink. Um, uh, Dan Hanzus, his Oscars running diary is now out there at, uh, at, on around the league and on NFL.com. Well, I mean, around the league is on NFL.com, but specifically you can find it there. But I also imagine on the homepage. Yes, Hanzus? We'll definitely have it there. Something else, I mean, we have it there right now. Something else I'm excited about, um, Dan Hanzus's around the league colleague, Greg Rosenthal, will be, uh, on Wednesday ranking the top 75 free agents. As Ooh. our thoughts turn towards free agency, yeah, exciting, and I will be. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I gotta put the uh, finishing touches on this. I just have. I, I I saw it. Your council, your collective council, on which QBs can't win the Super Bowl, because sure enough, as soon as that thing posts, I will be berated mm. heavily by the fan bases of people who I, whose QBs I deem not capable under any circumstances. If I say Jay Cutler can never win a Super Bowl, I I bet I get. Uh, I, I get a note or or 280 about the, from Bears fans <laughs> telling me how I'm a jerk and a terrible person. Cam Newton? I uh, Listen, of course I have Cam Newton in the capable of winning a Super Bowl. How could I possibly close the book on, on a phenom like that? Do you have any issue with him? I don't know. I was interested in hearing your opinion. Now I have. Um, I would, I, I, although I would like to see him with uh, get one more weapon in that offense, and I think it might be really... Uh, as frightening as any in in the the NFL. All right, so should we wrap it up here now, Ty Ty? You feel good about it? He's excited. We're gonna go. Uh, what do you want to? How promote? can you tell that Ty Ty's excited? Oh, you promoted the Greg <laughs> Rosenthal thing. Oh, are you putting up the, my uh, ultimate QB thing this week? The thing I shot with uh, Daniel Jeremiah. When, when it's ready, of course. If it's by Daniel Jeremiah, you know me. I'll I'll put it straight up there. Um, all right. So and look. So NFL dot com slash check s h e k. Vote on the poll, Jennifer Lawrence or Anne Hathaway. Also, you can find uh, the picture of uh, Handsome Hank with uh, Ryan Tannehill. A series of pictures. A series of pictures. Yeah, all right, the, we'll the, have at the least one. series. All right, enough's enough. Ty Ty literally just rolled his eyes like, all right, wrap it up. This is boring already. <laughs> Are you bored now, Ty Ty? Because I'll go on. Never. All right. Keep going. We'll, uh, we'll let has you do he, it. Has he reached a black tie level of disinterest? He just did. All right, but before we wrap it up, Not a yet shout a blue tie out. level, though. 
You gonna do a shout out? My shout out? Yes. Oh, I remember I did the. I, I don't want to hear one. Which one you? Why? What? what you don't want to hear the old one that I that I was gonna do during Christmas, and then you guys didn't ask. Oh, go ahead. What was it? Well, I was I was gonna do the shout out to Santa's elves, okay? Because they don't get the glory, because mm-hmm. he gets the glory, and you know they're up there, they're making the toys. It's not real. It's not real. What? What's not real? We're gonna have to have a conversation you know with. I, uh, you know what? You guys can berate them all you want. I, you and me park our cars in the same garage on this one. Uh, tie tie. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. It's uh, listen, Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman, same thing, same sort of uh, dynamic there. The fish are the ones doing all the dirty work. Right? They're the ones who are out there toiling. That's a good one, too. No, that's not Aquaman, that's a really good one. Aquaman is always like, hell, he's, he's always a superhero because he can speak to the fish. He doesn't hey. speak to the fish. They don't have the brain power to actually communicate. Hey, Manta Ray. Is the Manta Ray the bad guy? Black Manta. Black Manta is the bad guy. Black Manta is like, hey, Black Manta has a submarine that's armed with nuclear weapons. Hey, Octopus, why don't you go do something <laughs> about it? <laughs> and then Aquaman gets all the credit for it. You it's see? a good one, too. Same principle. That remind, have you good ever, management. Have you ever Dave, heard that's of, what good management's about. Have you ever heard Bill Burr's uh, <laughs> riff on uh, Steve Jobs? No. That's great. Go look that one up. He was in the Night of, a Th- Night of Too Many Comics. Go look that up on YouTube. Bill, Bill Burr, Burr. Very funny. Yeah, very funny fella. Um, all right. Listen. So we'll be. maybe he'll be our guest on our second. Let's get uh, that. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Might be able to swing that, actually. Really? Sure. Oh, Bill Burr? Isn't he in L.A.? Yeah, oh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of Santa, funny like, guy was who like loves a kid on sports. Christmas Day. He got so excited. Bill, wow, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could probably track him down. Right. Wow, that'd I'll, be great. We'll, we'll see if we can do that one for rank. When's your birthday? We'll make it happen. Yeah. I mean, uh, March. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, listen. Enough's enough already. We're getting out of here, but, but we, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. Until then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.